mother to be praised. And take your Bibles this morning, if you would, and hopefully you receive the outline and you have that with you this morning. We're in Exodus chapter number two. Exodus chapter number two, and we're going to come back to the life of Joseph. But uh, being Mother's Day, I wanted to stay with our theme, it is well. But with Mother's Day, the thought is, it is well because of a godly mother. It's well because of a godly mother. And I wanted to uh, read these verses here out of Exodus chapter number two is where we're going to be this morning. And I trust the message will be a blessing to you. Exodus chapter number two. And if you'd like to, where you're at, stand for the reading of the word of God. Or if you want to, you, you can remain seated there. But beginning in verse number one, the Bible says, There went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could not, no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. Behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, take this child away and nurse it for me. And I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses. And she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Now, today we, we come to this portion of scripture on a special day like Mother's Day, and it's a time that we take to honor the human being, the one human being who unselfishly gives herself to her children time and time again, and she does all that without asking for anything in return. That is what a mother is. That's what a mother does. If, if your life has been blessed by the touch of a godly mother, then you have enjoyed one of the world's greatest treasures and blessings that anyone could ever have. It, not everyone has had that privilege and the opportunity to have uh, uh, someone like this. Uh, those that, that, you know, when you think about this, a, a, a mother is such a great blessing. And many will uh, spend our days and even go, go to the grave remembering all the the love of their mother. And so today what we choose to do is to set aside a day, one day, and honestly it should be more than one day, that we honor mothers. Abraham Lincoln said, no man 
is poor who has had a godly mother. Who has had a godly mother? Somebody said the instruction received at mother's knee, together with the pious and sweet souvenirs of the fireside, are never eradicated entirely from the soul of a child. In other words, the influence of a mother is something that will stay with us. It will last. It makes a lasting impression on our lives. In the passage today in Exodus chapter number 2, of course, we're going to look at one of those mothers. We're introduced to a woman whose name isn't mentioned here. It is in other places in the Old Testament. And we come to understand the, the mother of Moses, her name is Jochebed. Now, you, you have to understand that this is not only Moses' mother, but this was the mother of Aaron and the mother of Miriam. Three outstanding individuals in the Word of God. Of course, Moses, we'll look at today, was instrumental in leading God's people. Aaron was the one that began the, the, the Aaron priesthood and, of course, uh, was, was a tremendous uh, individual. And, and we see how God used him in the Word of God. And then Miriam played a, a role as, as a poet and other things. And all three of these children are wonderful children because of the parents that they had. And so today, we're going to look at this mother by the name of Jochebed. She stands out, I believe, as one of the greatest mothers revealed in the Word of God. She has a love for her children that is a selfless love, a sacrificial love, and all of that love that she had for them really made it possible that God was able to use her in the exodus of his people from Egypt and that exodus of his people changed the course of history for the entire nation of Israel. It would do us well this morning to look at her life, this mother, and as we do, we will see some characteristics from her life that I think are reminders to all mothers today on this Mother's Day. I want to share with you this morning from this passage some lessons that, listen, yes, I do believe, speak to mothers. But I also believe that these are some characteristics, some lessons that really are for every person, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, whether you are young or old, whether you are saved this morning or whether you are lost. And so, in other words, the message this morning might be geared towards mothers, but I do believe God has a word for all of us today. And so join me as we look at Jacobed's life, who I believe it paints a beautiful portrait of a godly mother. We see in the beginning here in verse number one, the mother's credentials, the mother's credentials in Jacobed's life. The Bible says in verse number one, again, there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. Jochebed was an Israelite. She was one of God's chosen people. She was a member of the tribe of Levi. And if you remember studying the Old Testament, that this was the priest that would take care of all the various aspects of the tabernacle, the portable house of God, and then eventually the, the, the temple when it was constructed. And she was a part of that. She was a daughter of Levi. She was 
Uh, her husband, was, uh, his name was Amram, the father of Moses, and the two of them, as you study the scriptures, you find that they were very dedicated and they were very religious people. There was a relationship that they had with the Lord. They were not just like many people who say that they are religious. These were people that were very devoted to God. And as we look at this passage here this morning, another thing we find out about her is that as a mother, she was willing to defy the order of Pharaoh, the edict that was put out. And in result of that, she was not only defying the order of Pharaoh, but she was, in a sense, keeping the very commandment of God. She put what God wanted for not only her, but for her family, above that which the world was trying to impose upon her. I think of Jochebed this morning, and I'm thinking about all mothers. I really believe that every mother, like Jochebed, needs to have a relationship with the Lord. Every child deserves to have a saved, dedicated mother, one that loves God. Nothing would make more of a difference in the life of a child than to have a good, godly example in the home. By the way, dads, this includes you. I know it's not Father's Day, but, but listen, the examples that we provide in the home for our children make a huge difference. They impact our children. Everyone in the home needs to have a relationship with the, with the Lord. Every person needs to know Christ as their Savior. And so more than the, the next breath that you think you need so desperately, more than that is people need the Lord. They need Jesus, and they need the salvation that He can provide. You see, it is, it is the one critical thing in our lives that if we don't have the Lord, then we won't spend eternity with Him. And if you have this one credential that Jochebed had, then you will miss hell and you will enter into heaven when you die. And that's why the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus had a conversation with a, a religious a uh, Pharisee named, by the name of Nicodemus in John chapter 3. A tremendous passage there, and as the, he was sharing things with this man that knew all about God, but didn't know God. And Jesus said to him in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. A couple verses later in verse number 7, Jesus said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. You see, when you think of a godly mother, you can have a mother, but you cannot have a godly mother unless that mother knows the Lord as her Savior, unless there is that personal relationship. And so when I think of the mother's credentials this morning, yes, it is a wonderful thing that mothers would come to church and read their Bibles and, and lead their children. But even more important than that is, is that she knows the Lord as her Savior. And I pray this morning 
that all moms listening know Christ as your Savior. It, it, it will make all the difference in the life of your child. It made the difference in the life of Moses. It made the difference in the life of Aaron and Miriam. And it'll make the difference in your children's lives. And so as you listen to this message today, it all begins with your heart for God. And we see the mother's credentials. But then notice about Jochebed, a mother's courage. Not only her credentials, but her courage. And the Bible says in verse number 2 of Exodus 2, the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. Now the word goodly gives a, uh, an idea here that, that Moses was a healthy child, that, that, that he, was, uh, he was a child that, that anyone would love to raise as their son. Now when you think about this, you say, well, where does that courage come in? Well, if you go back in your Bible, one chapter in Exodus chapter 1, the Bible says in verse number 15, the king of Egypt, which is Pharaoh, spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Sifra, and the name of the other was Puah, and he said, when ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. So you see here that, that this decree was put out by Pharaoh that there were at this time, because they didn't have the hospitals like we do nowadays, that when a, a Hebrew mother with child was to give birth, when she was about to deliver that child, that the midwife that helped in the delivery of those children, if as that baby was being delivered, if she saw that it was a boy, then she was to kill that child. But if it was a girl, she was allowed to live. But notice as Jochebed, she understood this. She understood who it was that put this order out. She understood how this was dangerous. And that's why when I think of Jochebed and I think of really a lot of moms this morning, I think about the courage of a mother. Because with the decree of Pharaoh, Jochebed refused to give in to a godless system that would have cost the life of her own son and, and ultimately could have cost her life too if it would have been found out. And that's why the Bible tells us in Acts 5.29, Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. That's where Jochebed's heart was. She realized God had given her this child, this, this little boy, and, and she was not about to give in to this godless society. And listen, this morning, my prayer is that God would give us parents who are not afraid to take a stand for what is right, even in these dark, sinful days that we live in. Men and women, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, who demand more for their children than the world can give to them. Parents who are willing to make a statement such like this, my child is not going to learn the things of this world. I am going to teach my child the ways of God. Joshua, 
said this about his family in Joshua 24, 15. He said, if it seem evil unto you this day to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served with that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I'm grateful this morning for, for godly parents, godly examples to their children. We need some courageous people in these times that we live in, mothers and fathers, parents who ought to set the example in courage and godliness for those that are following behind them. Listen, this morning, understand God has given you those children and you and I need to be influencing them in the ways of God. Once there was a girl and she asked her mother, she was only a, maybe five or six years of age, she asked her mother what a, what, what a Christian was. And for a long time, her mother sat with her little daughter. She explained as well as she could in great detail exactly what a Christian was supposed to be. When she finished describing to her daughter what a Christian is supposed to be, her illusions were shattered when her little daughter sat there for a second and looked up and looked her in the eyes and said, Mother, have I ever met a Christian? And I wonder this morning what your children and my children think of us. Do they think of us just as mom and dad, or do they think of us as a godly mother and a godly father? And it's going to take courage, courage that we receive from God to make sure that our children are not given over to this world. You see, the world wants your children. The devil wants to sift your children. But we need mothers and even fathers today that have the right credentials, a, a love for God, a relationship with the Lord, that have courage that only comes from God to stand in the face of adversity. Stand for your children in this day where the world is trying to take your children from you. Then I see thirdly this morning, I see a mother's confidence. Look what the Bible says in verse number three. When she could not, when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes daubed it with slime and with pitch. And she put the child therein. She laid it in the flags by the river's brink. Look at verse 9. Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it, and the child grew. And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. You see a lot of things going on here in this passage. It's amazing how when you think of the confidence of this mother, how that by confidence this morning I'm actually referring to faith. Faith is something that all of us need to have, we must have in our lives. 
Jochebed was a woman that was motivated by a very strong faith. And that faith that she had was anchored in the sovereign will of God. Her faith was so strong that the Bible actually makes reference to her along with her husband in oftentimes what we call God's hall of faith in Hebrews chapter number 11. Look at verse 23 in your, in your outline. The Bible says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now notice the first two words there and you see that throughout the chapter, by faith. Now remember it says here, when Moses was born. So Moses was still a baby. He wasn't the one exercising the faith here. Notice the comma after by faith. It is saying here that by faith that Moses was hid by his parents. It was his parents' faith that they had in God to hide him, to keep him. And the Bible says, I love this, they were not afraid of the king's commandment. See, Jochebed, she needed this kind of faith in her life to accomplish what she did for the Lord and for her son. And you, this morning, all you mothers listening, you need to have faith in God, a faith that will move mountains for your children. Notice about her confidence this morning. First of all, I see that she needed faith to resist the world. Faith to resist the world. You see, the world was crying out for the death of her son. Pharaoh had ordered that all the male children, Hebrew children, were to be put to death. And this mother stood strong in the face of that attack. She placed her son above the will of the world. And still today, the world is demanding that parents, that fathers and mothers would hand over their children to the world, that they would allow them to be trained and to be taught in the ways of the world. But our children, yours and mine, they need and they deserve better than that. They deserve better than what this world has to offer. They need Christian parents who will teach them the ways of God and who will Avoid the things of this world and all of its devices. Well, how do you do that? Deuteronomy chapter four, or chapter 6, look at verse 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down, when thou risest up, thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. They shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Let me ask you a question. We've been quarantined. We've been at home for these past six, seven or more weeks. How much in your home, and to your children, have you talked to them about God during this time? God's given you 
this opportunity to be at home with your children. The busyness of life has slowed down drastically. I wonder from Deuteronomy chapter 6, how much you're teaching diligently to your children about God. See, God's given us this opportunity. And, and can I say to you that if you have been doing that, then that should become the new norm in your home. Don't give up on spending and investing in your children the ways of God. You see, Jochebed, she had faith to resist the world, and it takes faith to go against the grain, to raise your children for the Lord. But if we raise our children for the Lord, then God will bless you, and God will bless them for it. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I never have ever regretted one moment of the time that God gave us with our children. I only, my only regret is this. I wish I would have done more. And can I say this morning, don't get past the, when your children are grown and leaving the house and starting their own lives, their own families. Don't have regrets in your life. Take this opportunity to resist the world. Have faith to raise your children. And Jochebed had that kind of faith, not only to resist the world, but notice she needed faith to release her child. I mean, you think about how God gives us children. Those children, I can still think about when every one of my children were born, how that God brought them into this world and how they became a part of our family. And no doubt we see here that God gives to Amram and to Jochebed a, a son. And she was going to resist the world. She had faith to resist the things that the world was going to do. But watch this. She was then going to have to do something that really goes against the natural in, instincts of a mother. Because of what was going on in society at that time, she needed faith to release her child. It took faith for her to take, as it says in verse number three, she couldn't hide him any longer. So she took for him an ark of bulrushes, kind of a basket type of situation. She puts the little baby in the basket and puts him in the water there by the river's brink. It took faith for her to place her child in the river. You think about that river, it was the same instrument that was being used to destroy other babies. Look, Exodus chapter 1, verse 22. Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter shall ye shall save alive. So for Jochebed, it, it took faith for her to take her hands off the life of her child, to leave him to the will of God. It takes faith for us to let our children go. Now, I, I've talked about this recently, how God gives us children, but remember, children are an heritage of the Lord. God gives us children 
to raise for him. And so think about this. Even though they might, our blood may flow through their veins, that God has placed them in our family, but ultimately they are not ours. We're raising them for him. We do something here at our church called child and baby dedication. And I oftentimes, as maybe a, a family will come, God's given them a new child. Maybe somebody listening this morning that has not ever thought about this, but many times we did the same thing. They'll bring their baby or their young child and, and they'll say, Pastor, we want to dedicate our child to the Lord. I think it's a wonderful uh, sentiment. I think you find it in 1 Samuel chapter number 1. But it's an opportunity for parents to say, we understand that God has given us this child, and with God's help, we want to raise him in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so when I think about that, what is that doing? That is saying that one day we're going to have, we're raising this child to let this child go. And it takes faith to release a child, to give up your child. And think about this, is that as we think about how some parents, I think many times they live in denial. They, they try to hold on to their children for too long. Uh, the day is coming, whether you admit it or not. It might be sooner for some, it might be later for others, when every child must be allowed to become an adult. I think that's one of the problems in the world today is, is, is that uh, children do become adults, but they stay at home with their mom and dad in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. But when we think about this, it takes faith just to leave a child in the hand of God. The child who maybe the mother has been praying for, the child that has been being trained in the way of God. Hey, listen, if you have been praying for your child and training your child in the ways of the Lord, that child will grow up with an advantage going out into this world. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it, from the way that he or she has been trained. Isaiah 55, verse 11, the Bible says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, and it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. God says, look, you invest in your child the word of God. And God says, I will use my word in their lives to accomplish my will for that child. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.5 about Timothy, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Now notice that faith that Timothy had, where did it come from? The Bible says it was first in thy grandmother Lois and then thy mother Eunice. And Paul says, and I am persuaded that that same faith is in thee also. If you are growing up in a, a, a home that's a Christian home, you ought to be thankful for that Christian home. That faith that has been passed down to you, that faith that was once delivered unto the saints. When I think about as I was raised and I, 
Listen, I, I appreciate the home that I grew up in, but it was not a Christian home. When God saved me and made me a first-generation Christian, one of the things that I, I spoke to my wife about was, listen, I, I can't go back and change the past, but I want from this day forward, I want my home to be a Christian home. I, I want my children to have something that they can anchor their lives on, and that something is not on me, and it's not on our family, it's on the Lord. Paul says, listen, Timothy, he says, I, I can clearly see in your life that the faith that you have in God, now listen, ultimately that child will have to, that faith will have to be personalized. It'll have to become theirs. But it can start in a grandmother. It can start in a mother. Are you listening today, mom? Are you listening how Timothy's life was so enhanced? How that his mother raised him the way that she did, and Jochebed was raising her son. She wanted what was best for Moses. And when I think about giving our children up to be adults, that doesn't mean that we stop praying for them and we turn our back on them. Too many parents, I, I hear them talking many, many times about how they can't wait for the day that their children are going to be grown and gone and they'll be empty nesters. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I miss my kids. I think about how somebody gave this story years ago about a very poor girl from a small town. And, and as she got a little bit older, she went to the big city to earn some money. And the biggest reason she went to do it was because of her, her mother who was getting older and didn't have a way to support herself. And so she thought, I can do this for my mom. Soon after she arrived at the big city, she began to realize that an attractive girl can earn more money without working rather than by doing it by honest hard work. She became very successful in her life there in the big city. She had money, jewels, and she enjoyed a lavish life of partying. All of this one day kind of caught up to her. It caused her to forget about her mother, and years later, one day, she was bothered with guilt. She thought to herself, I wonder what or how my mother is doing. I've neglected my mother completely. And so she took the first train that she could find that went back to her village, and when she got there, she arrived very late at night, as she was walking to the house, to her amazement, she found the gate to her house was wide open. She knew her mother was always very careful to lock the gate at night, but when she got there, it was open, and then she saw a light burning in the window of her mother's bedroom. A lamp burning so late, she thought. Mother usually went to bed early. I wonder, maybe she's sick. And when she stepped into the house, she heard her mother's voice. Joan, is that you? She replied, yes, mother. She said, why is the gate wide open so late at night? And her mother said, since you left, the gate has never been closed. But why is your light burning so late? Why are you not asleep, mother? And her mother replied to her daughter, since you left, it has never been put out. 
You see, over all that time, all those days and years that had gone by, a loving mother's heart had waited for her child to come home. If you're a child of God this morning and you have wandered away from home, you've wandered away from God, when you return, and yes, you need to, but when you return, just like that daughter, you'll find the gate open, you'll find the light on, you'll find that God has been waiting. I love the story of the prodigal son, how that the father was looking down the road and, and he saw his son, and the Bible says he ran and he threw his arms around him and he hugged him and he kissed him. Hey, listen, this morning, can I encourage you that if you're away from God, come home today. You see, I see this matter of faith is so important. It's important for a mother. It was important for Jochebed because Jochebed needed faith to resist the world. She needed faith to release her child to the will of God. She didn't know what was going to happen. And when I see this situation and and a lot of times we say, we see stuff and we hear stuff and we think to ourselves, wow, what luck, or boy, that was very fortunate that that happened. When you look at this situation, I think about how that, that so many things happened, how that the Bible says here, as she put him in the, the water by the river's brink, that his sister stood afar off. His sister just happened to be there. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash at the river. She just happened to come to the exact spot where Moses was in that basket. The Bible says that she saw it and she, she had her maid fetch the basket. She opened it up and when she saw the child, and she was amazed that, that the child was in the basket. And she said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. It just, just so happened that instead of ordering that child to be put to death, she kept that child. And then the Bible says that she said to his sister, that's Miriam, Moses' sister, says to Moses' sister, says, hey, then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child? Again, there was favor there. And then Pharaoh's daughter says, go, and, and the maid went, and she called the child's mother. I mean, what an opportunity for the mother, listen, who had given her child up to the will of God, that God gave her child back to her, gave her this opportunity. See, it took faith for her to release the child. It's going to take faith for you, mother, to raise your child and then to give your child back to God and say, may God's will be done in the life of my child. I think about I think about others in the Bible. Hannah's one that comes to my mind. How that she had prayed that God would give her a son and God gave her a son. And, and she said that, because she, she vowed a vow, she said, I'm going to lend my child to the Lord for as long as he lives. She realized that God had given her that child and so she had faith like Jochebed to release the child back to the will of God. And then notice this morning, she also needed faith to raise her child. Because the Bible says, again in verse number 9, <clears throat> she took the child, she nursed it. 
And, and then she, of course, as the child grew, she brought him again unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. After Moses had been found, we see again that Miriam go get, goes and gets Jochebed, and they were willing to work things out to where Jochebed becomes the nurse for her own son, took faith for her to raise her child under the conditions that were going on at this particular time, specifically because of Pharaoh's order to kill all the Hebrew boys. She was given the opportunity while Moses was in her home to teach him about Jehovah, about the true worship of God, about how to live right, things that you don't hear about in this world. She had the opportunity to do the best for her son. Now, all we can do is our best for our children. But I'll tell you, when I look at Jochebed's life, Moses needed what your children need, Mom. Children today, they need our love, and they need Bible teaching and acceptance and preaching of the Word of God. They need church. They need godly examples as parents that they can follow their lives. But most of all, what children need is a personal relationship with the Lord. If you give your children to God and then you teach them all about how God can do what's best for them, then can I tell you that's the best that you can do for them, is to teach them about the Lord. You've given them a foundation, which with that foundation in place, they can grow and they can mature into productive Christians, healthy saints of God. Listen, this morning, when I think of Jacobin, I'm thinking about you this morning, Mother. I'm thinking about the children that you have. Maybe you have them around you today. Maybe if your mother's no longer in your life, and let me ask you this morning, are you thankful for your mother? Are you thankful for the mother that God has given to you? I'm thankful for my mother today. We ought to all be thankful for our mothers, but here's the thought is, is your mother a godly mother? Does your mother have a relationship like Jochebed did in other words, does her faith in God cause you to be a better person? You see, our, the faith of our mothers, it should cause us to be a better person. Brother Kenny shared the verse this morning out of Proverbs 31, and many times that passage is referred to as the virtuous woman. A couple of these verses, as I was reading through preparing for this morning, I was thinking about mothers. Mothers and their children. And the Bible talks about how she does many things for her husband. But look what it says in Proverbs 31, 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also. And he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou, out, uh, thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Mothers, if you're a godly mother, the Bible says that because you love the Lord, that you are to be praised. And in our lives today, our lives are enriched and enhanced. Why? Because of a godly mother. It is well today. Because of a godly mother, a mother who has the right credentials. She has a personal relationship with the Lord. 
She has courage that only comes from God to stand against this world and to raise her children in the ways of God. And she is a mother that has confidence. Confidence not in herself, but confidence in the Lord. That faith that she has is really what helps her to stand against the things of this world, to raise her children and to give those children back to the Lord. We have a wonderful portrait this morning from the life of Jochebed. Mothers, I hope this morning that her life, her testimony, is one that speaks to your heart as you think about raising your children for the Lord. Would you bow your heads this morning with me, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning? As we think about this passage, we think about Jochebed, what a wonderful mother that she was. I think about how God used her instrumentally in the life of not only Moses, but Aaron and Miriam. And I think about you this morning, how just like God used my mother in my life, God wants to use you with your children. Some of you may be mothers of very young children. Some of you may be mothers of grown children. No matter how old your children are or how young, the thought this morning is God gave those children to you. And those children need a godly example. And I'm going to pray. But before I pray, I want all of you mothers to think about this. If you do not know Christ as your Savior, if there's anyone listening this morning, whether it's a man or a woman, and you do not know that today, if it was your last day, would you open your eyes in the presence of God? The only way to do that is to know Christ as your Savior. Because if you are not saved, the Bible says you must be born again. And today you can put your faith in Christ to help you once you become one of his children to raise your children for the Lord. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for all mothers. As I think about this day, Lord, I think about how wicked the world was in the days of Moses. I can see Jochebed knowing how if she kept this son that you gave to her, that she probably would lose her life and she knew for sure that her son would be killed. She made a choice. She chose you. She chose your will over the will of the world. I pray for all mothers today, all fathers, that even though we know this day we live in is a very sinful world, every day the world tries to push their philosophy, their lifestyle on Christian families. 
I'm praying, God, that we would have some Christian families that would have the courage to stand in the strength of the Lord. Lord, our faith needs to be in you. I pray for all that do not know you as Savior. That right now, while you're speaking to them, that they would pray a simple sinner's prayer. Just something like, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I'm asking you today, come into my heart, forgive me of my sin, and be my Savior. Lord, if they would just cry out to you, repent of their sin. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Thank you again for the tremendous example of Jacobin. We pray for more mothers that would have the right credentials, courage, and confidence in the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.